Hi. Hi. The volume here is kind of loud. There we go. Ah. I can... That that was weird there. I could hear the hiss silently change pitch. Really? Yeah. Hi. Hi. Here's my video. Oh, blocky. <laughs> it's not the best webcam, I don't think. I think it was one of the free after rebate ones I got a few years back, so it was junk a few years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I got this one maybe five years ago or so. I don't think it's that bad. You can tell it's a webcam. It's not terrible, but it looks like a webcam. Well, I... I guess that's sort of the uh, nostalgic charm we'll be looking for in 20 years. That's right. <laughs> we plug in these USB cameras and like, whoa, they used USB 2.0 for this? How no! Did they, how did they ever get enough data transferred fast enough? Well, you see, back in the day, there was this resolution called VGA. <laughs> it approximated the resolution of a standard definition television. Whoa! It's blurry! <laughs> I know now sometimes we go back and watch like VHS tapes and stuff. And I'll, I'll look at it and I'll, I'll tell the difference after seeing like, you know, the, the digital uh, TV signal and stuff and watching DVDs. I see the quality difference. I never saw the quality difference before though, like back when we used to watch VHS tapes all the yeah, time. Yeah, that, that's just what you had. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, you enjoying the uh, King James programming? I, I saw that. That was kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah, it, in fact, it is not for kings to drink wine, nor for princes strong drink, lest they drink and forget the law and put it in the gener generic arithmetic package. <laughs> I didn't quite get that one, the generic arithmetic package. Well, it's, you know, something from the Bible talking about alcohol. Yes. And then, and then suddenly code. Yeah, I, I, I got that part of it. I didn't, I didn't quite, I, I saw that quote. I didn't get that one. I, I did, I saw what was, some places it talked about the I am God. There is a constructor. That one made sense because there's one constructor. <laughs> the constructor happens first. <laughs> that one made sense. Well, I'd say memory allocation would probably happen first, but. Well, I mean, from the perspective of the class, <laughs> I guess you're, you're, um, uh, maybe you're probably true because your fields, do your fields happen first? Your, yeah, your fields go, get declared first because it cycles of the fields. So yeah, yeah, you're right. So technically the fields do happen first. Spruce is written in Python. It is? Well, I was thinking of the PY. I, I was, I was asking, is, is, isn't that the Python extension? Yep. Are you looking at the uh, the GitHub thing? Yeah.
It was interesting to see different coding styles. Where's your curly braces? What? <laughs> I was looking at all this Python code without these ifs and stuff. Yeah, it turns out Python hates curly braces. Really? <laughs> the the white space is significant. I remember you told me it's like three spaces or something that you always have to have and really picky. I remember you telling me about that. Well, well, the convention is four spaces, oh. but but uh, technically it could be any amount of spaces just so that it's consistent. Really? Yeah. So, so, so it's, it's, or is it, does it need to be consistent for readability or does it need to be consistent because that interprets it? That's as... how it interprets it. So if I use... Okay. Huh. That's kind of interesting. So, so like... I would... So, like, instead of, you know, doing curly braces and indenting your code, you just indent your code, and that's it. Yeah. And that saves you a couple lines here and there. Different way of doing it. Only, the only Python I ever wrote was for my Raspberry Pi. I wrote that uh, motion detector where every time it saw that uh, the webcam would take pictures and put them to a directory... So then I wired up with a Python code. I watched the directory. When your file number increases, it turns on an LED light for like three seconds and turns the light back off. So effectively, it gives you a motion detector in a roundabout way. <laughs> huh. Except, except the... So the, the file name would be the picture from the camera? Yeah, it was, it was a program. The program was running that was watching the webcam for motion it would take a picture every time it's on motion and add a file to the directory so what my script did is it watched the directory and counted the number of files in the directory every time i saw an increase in the number of files in the directory it turned it, the light on so so what was the purpose of the light for the light was the the external proof that it detected motion ah so it's like you walk by the 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 pie and the light turns on. Huh. So like I said, it was a roundabout way of getting a motion detector, but it, it did for a quick like five line program it was made a motion detector. Yeah, so yeah, in Python instead of doing curly braces, you just put colon at the end of your if statement or whatever. And then if you oh, want, then, the yeah. then if you want to end the block, you just reverse that indentation. I like how Ruby returns. I don't know if Python does or not, but in Ruby it returns the last line of a function. It's just like automatic. It always returns the last line, which I thought that's kind of nice. Hmm. So this is your main blog. Your Toilet wiper. Yep. So why'd you choose that? Were you just stuck for a name? Um, that was, uh, like you heard me talking about loading ready run, right? I've heard you talk about that. Yep. Okay. Well, they have a video in there that's about installing Linux on everything, like you know, computer, your game consoles, and even like microwaves, and he eventually locks himself in the bathroom for a minute and uh, 
you're not installing Linux on the toilet, are you? <laughs> <laughs> it's a file server now. <laughs> okay. I think maybe we did have this conversation before because I I think I told you about the toilet with the 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 water tank had like a tank inside of it and you're fishing it or something. I think maybe I remember telling that story. So I mu- I must have heard that before. <laughs> Uh, so if you scroll down to the fringe, uh, there's a YouTube link to that video. Ah. I'll have to watch that later. Hate how YouTube makes you wait to skip the ads now. Yeah. It happens. He used to have a plug in the block that I think that's in Chrome though. I think AdBlock does block YouTube ads, but I just have no script, so. I uh, say. So you know, I'm more concerned about security than blocking ads, but it tends to block most ads anyway. Yeah, that would. So do you actually... No, you don't use Get itself for source control. You said you use something else. Yeah, I just do a manual copy stuff, which unfortunately bit me in the butt like a few months ago when I apparently restored a virtual machine image without getting the data out of it. Oh. So like I had to re-implement things really fast. That's never fun writing code over a second time. It's like, I know I wrote this, but I can't remember how I wrote it. It's always nasty. All right. Do they not have properties in Java? Do you have any concern of someone who wants to take out your blog, finding your code, and then looking for a, a way to take it out from the code? Or do you think that the chances of someone targeting you are pretty low, so you're not worried about it? Well, I'm confident in my code. Okay. You know, it's it's not as naked and running around with its privates out as, say, PHP or a lot of other CGI-based technologies. Um. So, and it's, it is also a little bit obscure too. Yeah, that can help. <laughs> so, you know, the, uh, you know, like I, I actually posted, uh, hashed versions of my passwords, but they're in, like, like script or something, like S script, that, uh, like you need a lot of, uh, you know, energy and processing power to crack. Uh, at least brute okay. force. So, um, yeah, and even if you crack one, it only allows you into one area of the uh, admin. Okay, part. so that's not as so, bad. So, 
Like you cracked one password, but you got into my file uploads. You did not get into the posting uh, area. I'll upload runme.sh. Runme as root.sh. Uh, where do you see that? I'm pretty sure I didn't put it. <laughs> no, I, I, was, I was joking. You you said if someone gets a password for a file upload, I said so. I I'll add run me as root dot sh. <laughs> and then inside rm uh, slash. <laughs> to be recursively enforced. Or, uh, yeah, dash rf. <laughs> yes, it's not going to work if you don't do it recursively enforce it. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it was uh, within the last week that I had come across what is the best computer uh, science joke or programmer joke. And uh, um, it was essentially Russian roulette on bash. That's Russian roulette on bash. See the RMF. <laughs> okay, so if it's zero. Yeah. <laughs> So what's the echo click? You don't have any bullets in the chamber. Got it, right, because it's an or. Okay. <laughs> and it's six. Okay, so it's six, so it's like the cylinder. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, let's see. It's, it's, on the, it's on the top of the second page on that. Or, yeah, on the second page of answers. 460 answers. <laughs> Uh, let's see. First comment: Is it bad that I t really tempted to try this? Is it bad that I actually did this? <laughs> is it bad that I lost? <laughs> Why is the barrel completely loaded for OS X? Are you saying the random number generator is bad? In that apparently. This is scarier than actual roulette, at least with a real thing, you don't have to deal with the consequences. <laughs> and then rubber bullet cannot remove directory root. <laughs> and then someone posted a fix, every time you run it, your chances of dying increases. So that by the sixth time, you're guaranteed. <laughs> Wait, what's the fix that? Uh, if you expand the comments. Ah, uh, I was missing that. Oh, yeah, right. Uh, but it's on pace spin and expired. Darn it. <laughs> I like the safe version. <laughs> I like the guy who says he doesn't get it and he's too chicken to try it. Okay. <laughs> Good thing he didn't try it. <laughs> See, I think it's uh, near the bottom of that page. Top 10 things likely to be overheard from a Klingon programmer. Bottom of the page? Well, if you do a find and put in Klingon, you'll probably get it. There we go. <laughs> I like the Klingon software does not have bugs. It has features. <laughs> that that that's uh 
<laughs> I think a lot of programmers have that attitude. <laughs> oh, the other day, I was I was doing something. Uh, my manager was wanting me to try something, and in the software, we have permissions for all kinds of different stuff. And I went to the the one module and tried to do it, and said I didn't have permission. And he's like, "Really? You don't have your permission? Turn on for that?" And then he tells me to go to some other part of the software. And it just lets me right in. I'm like, that's a bug. He's like, no, it's a feature. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then and then just below that one, Visual Studio likes to put a comment block at the top of some uh, the sort support files. It maintains itself automatically. That it makes this very matter of fact statement. This code was generated by a tool. A little bit below that, the consultant's exam. Yeah, this is the last one on the page. Uh, how do you put a giraffe into a refrigerator? You open the refrigerator, put it in the giraffe, and close the door. Question two. How do you put the elephant into the refrigerator? Okay, a answer. Open the refrigerator, take out the giraffe, put in the elephant, close the door. <laughs> Question three. The Lion King is hosting an animal conference. Everyone's invited except one, which does not attend. Answer, the elephant, because it's in the refrigerator. <laughs> Question four. There is a river you must cross, but it is used by crocodiles, and you have no boat. How do you manage it? Answer, you jump in the water, swim across. All the crocodiles are intending the Lion King. <laughs> if the box says, this software requires Windows XP or better, does it run on Linux? <laughs> well, with wine, probably. Probably. Have you looked at was it? Was OS? Oh, what was that? React OS. I haven't looked at that in a long time. It was Linux, but it wasn't Linux. It was well, using code from Wine. Have you seen that? Yeah. It's it's a neat little curiosity, though. Yeah. Last time I tried it, it was pretty much what you described it as a curiosity but didn't work actually I've never, I've never actually tried it though and I recall there was something like some other operating system or whatever that was actually using a react OS as a base really yeah and I can't recall what that was looks like they're doing daily builds of it anyways huh the last time I tried it was like back in college. That was a long time ago. Eight bites walk into a bar. The bartender asks, can I get you anything? Yeah, reply the bites. Make us a double. <laughs> in theory, there ought to be no difference between theory and practice. In practice, there is. <laughs> Uh, why do Java programmers have to wear glasses? Because they don't see sharp. <laughs> Your mama's so fat that when she sat on a binary tree, she made it into a linked list in O to the 1. Alright. Oh, yay. Code Monkey Save World third issue available. What is that? Um, 
you're you wouldn't happen to be familiar with Jonathan Colton, would you? I don't recognize the name. Uh, have you played through Portal? Yes. Okay, the song at the end. Um, that that song was written by Jonathan Colton. Um, and he's you know a musician who's you know have a bunch of other songs, and someone decided that you know if you took all of this guy's songs. You could pick out the characters, and you could make a really awesome uh, comic book out of that. And the guy did a Kickstarter from that. Huh. So that's the third of the fourth volume of, you know, the third of four issues. Sometimes the Kickstarter website can be a little confusing sometimes. Might also help to know what tab in my browser I'm using. All right, so should we start here? Sure. All right, well, let me uh, open up some of these. I still hate how Firefox doesn't know to search one word, the toolbar, or the URL bar, I mean. Yeah. So, seems like I just got to... Uh, you know, try to throw in a different word there. Or maybe throw in a space somewhere, to, you know. Yeah. Still annoys me. Okay, it doesn't look like there's anything new on King James programming since I looked at it last. So that that should reduce the uh, incidence of, or chance of spontaneous laughter. <laughs> Alright, uh, let me test to make sure that this uh, worked. Okay. Since apparently I haven't done this in a while, so. And that was a hundred. That was an hour and four minutes exactly recording. Is that longer than our normal? Uh. I mean, I'd probably take out some of the slack in there and throw in some music, so it'd probably be about an hour and ten minutes. That's fairly good. Looking at that Raspberry Pi video. So the bullet time thing looks like that's like on the Matrix where they had the, they showed the guy uh, like with the bullets flying by him, they like rotate around him. So that's where they had like the, the cameras that are surrounded. Yeah, I, I remember when they did that with a Super Bowl. It was really cool. I'm still going to try that FM radio with my Raspberry Pi. Never did do that. I tried doing that that one time and never tried it since. I've got the, uh, uh, what's it called, expansion board for it, my Pi now. So it just plugs in, so it should be easy to plug in the single cable that you need to plug in or whatever it was. I think it was only like one wire, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Mainly just install, putting the software on it. I had trouble with mine. It, the, the wireless adapter doesn't seem like it works quite right anymore, so I'm wondering if it's going bad. I had like one of the Rosewell, one of the mini ones, and it doesn't seem to always want to connect to the wireless network right. So I may have to buy a new adapter for it. Hmm. Yeah, I uh, still wire that thing up. So... Like, I I turned my wireless uh, 
the Wi-Fi off of my router like a few years ago, and I have not missed it at all. <laughs> well, if you got a desktop, then that's pretty much what you need. So, but I was I was working from home for a few days uh, last week since I uh, didn't have a rental car. So yeah, just had that laptop here, and I just have an Ethernet cable somewhere around here. So, oh yeah, this is the newer, bigger monitor. Ah, the, you got a bigger one. Okay. I think I think it's actually older. If I looked at the manufacturing date on it, right. But for the CRTs, the the date doesn't matter as much as long as it's not all yellow and darkened for the lamp. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, my friend's dad. Uh, let's see, he like in his office that uh, they had just brought everyone new monitors and then like I think he said it wasn't even a month later that they decided oh well crap we must have messed that up We're, we need to buy everyone LCDs now <laughs> and this was back about 10 years ago when everyone was switching to LCD monitors so uh, he's like you know why are you throwing all these things out I'd take some so he must have brought back like 20 uh, CRT monitors and they've just been sitting in a closet there and by the time I got this I think there was like five or six left okay so that, that means it worked pretty well then since the it was almost a brand new one yeah so only slightly used yeah so I've had, I've had a couple of diamond before I had one well I had a friend who gave me one that had been struck by lightning, so I had like a, a black smudge right in the center of the screen. So eventually it died, but it did work for a while. And then I had another one that uh, it, was, it was just kind of, we used it for quite a few years, and eventually it started kind of turn yellow sometimes. If you get a good whack on the top of the, the, the monitor, it, it kind of go back and work for a few more minutes. Nice. So it's just like every time it quits working, you just whack at it. <laughs> So the uh, uh, so like I I asked them and then his wife said, "Well, you can take as many as you want." <laughs> <laughs> so it wants rid of them. So um, the only sort of bad thing I notice about this is that at resolutions less than ten twenty four by seven sixty eight, there's a very slight mar pattern. Especially if you're if you're looking at something completely white, like there's sort of like a slight rainbow, like sort of yeah. in the upper corner a little bit. Hmm. Um, but yeah, other than that, it's fine. Um, and then, uh, like when I initially got it, mom asked, "So are your eyes bugging out since it's you know a CRT and sort of flashing at you all the time?" <laughs> it's like, well, apparently. Either Windows 98 itself or the drivers that I have that uh, it wants to jack up the refresh rate as far as it'll go. Ah, uh, so you're not seeing it? So at like 640 by 480, it's scanning at 100, 160 hertz. Okay. So, and I think at 800 by 600, it might be 120 or 100 or so. But yeah, there is, like I don't, my head doesn't hurt when looking at it. I never really had much problems with the CRTs. Most of the time, they they worked pretty well for me. So I think I think my uh, breaking point was eighty five hertz, 
Like, anything below that I could see flashing. So. But, uh, you know, then again, these days I actually have good glasses, and I don't need to sit that far in front. <laughs> so, and I think this is might actually be a bigger one than the one I grew up with, being 17 inches instead of, like, yeah. 15. 17 inches is a good size one for back in the day. I remember we we had a first computer my family bought was a 3.1 and it came with a, a CRT monitor. And that monitor maybe was 8 inches. I doubt it was past 10. It was probably something like 8 inches or so. But it was really small. I never knew how small it was. So, so 8 inches, it meant that it was... If you put this sheet of paper, just a regular letter-sized piece of paper, diagonally, it it would be smaller than this. Okay, maybe it was about... It was really close. I mean, it was... I mean... It I was small. It was small. I mean... I, I think the first one at the house was maybe 13 inches. See, I'm pretty sure it was smaller than that. Let me think about it. Let me look at my ruler here for a second and actually get a good good guesstimation of it. Okay, it was probably bigger than eight inches. Let me let me look. Because if you take a normal sheet of paper, eight and a half by eleven, stick it diagonally, you know, that would be smaller than this piece of paper. I I have a I have a ruler now in front of me so I can actually look at it and get a good good guesstimation. I want to say it was definitely smaller than 12 inches. Huh. It was pretty small because I remember we had like a, a, a 15 or a 12 or something like that later on. And after using that for, for quite a while, I went back and used this other one. And I was like, whoa, this is really, really, really small. How did I ever use it? Because <laughs> it, was, it was that small. It was pretty bad. It was, you know, 3.1 didn't really matter at that time era because they had low resolutions, you know, six. 40 by 480 or whatever. Yeah. It didn't matter. So, and then, you know, it's sort of sad that in the past, like, five, maybe even seven years, that the, you know, the resolutions have sort of stopped getting bigger. Yeah, you know, they just kind of sat. They, they, they went up to 1920 by 1200, and then they plopped down to 1920 by 1080. But I, I can sort of see that because, you know, 1080p, you know, that goes well with video. Yeah. So, and then, you know, of course, if you jump up to 30 inches, then suddenly you're like 2560 by 1600. But it's still, you know, again, at the same DPI. So, yeah. But, uh, you know, reading that uh, one Scott Hanselman article that... You know, if you jack up the resolution even more on, you know, a regular, you know, 24-inch screen without scaling anything, then everyone complains that everything's too small, you can't read it. Yeah, that, that is the thing with monitors, the native, well, especially the LCDs, you have to have the native resolution to really make things look nice. If that native re resolution is just too small, it, it's not so great. So, I, I remember back at uh, service link my first job over here uh, out of college that mm -hmm. uh, uh, they had 17 inch monitors uh, with uh, 
you know, like the uh, 1024, you know, it was 1280 by 1024 resolution. But it seemed like the default configuration and what most people were running it at was uh, 1024 by 768. So everything was all blurry. <laughs> that makes it the worst. Yeah, so, like, I was just randomly talking to, uh, you know, I think it might have been a business analyst. And he has, I got him to switch one of those monitors to its native resolution. And, yeah, he did say that it looked better, but still wanted to keep the other one the same. <laughs> so. My problem with the, the bigger resolution, since I got the dual monitor set up, is that the one game I play now, play now? It doesn't. It it can it can run the game, but then the and get decent frames for a second. But then I see it hiccuping sometimes. It'll just like freeze for a second and then keep going. So I don't know. I, I'm thinking I should probably get a new graphics card here sometime. Yeah. I, I looked at some during Black Friday, but I never actually found one that I I wanted to buy that was. Seemed like a yeah, good you deal. you have like a GeForce six fifty or something, something like that. Let me look it up. I can I can do that now. It's it's not a very strong one. Yeah, well, I recall. It, was, it was a few years back when I bought it, and I bought it after rebate for like twenty bucks. So, <laughs> uh, actually, I think it might have been a four fifty or so. Let's, let's look. We can figure that out. Display display adapters. The GeForce GT four thirty. Not too far off. That's why I, I just remember the ones I looked at back there. See, I looked at some some of the nicer ones they had a new egg. They're back there in Black Friday, like the hundred and thirty dollar range ones. Like some of them had like you know the two gigs of RAM in them, and forget what the uh, what are they called? They have the it sounds like they're individual processors, but that's not what it is. Stream processors? Is that what something, it is? Or CUDA cores or something? Yeah, it was like it was showing them like in a few hundred or something. So it it's, it, it gave the impression it was a good card. I haven't really read enough about cards to to make a, a super great judgment. Yeah, I Let's guess mine has ninety six CUDA cores, whatever that means. So versus some of the other ones I was looking at, I th were they in the thousands maybe? Okay. Yeah, I think mine, my 680 has like 1,500 or so. Okay, so that'd probably be a pretty significant difference just getting a modern graphics card, even if it was still like a, only a giga, gigabyte of RAM. Let's see, GPU-Z. Okay, so if you go down to the fringe area... GPU-Z. Have you ever heard of CPU-Z? No. Okay, well, it's a program that will tell you everything you'd ever want to know and everything that you probably don't care about your processor. Okay. Uh, GPU-Z does that for your graphics card. Ah. Kind of like the good old days of Everest Home Edition. The program that told you everything about your motherboard and everything else. That was a good program. I hate it when they make the download section complex. There you go.
I also threw the CPU-Z in there, too. Okay. Oh, another thing I missed with with uh, Firefox... There. That uh, I missed in Firefox that I had in Chrome was the ability to... Uh, click on a download before it's downloaded in Chrome you can click on it and it opens it when it's done. I kind of like that. Firefox doesn't seem to have anything like that. Um, well there's a little button next to the uh, address bar that's just a down arrow that sort of fills up and gives a time estimate on when everything will be done and I think if you click that then click on whatever shows up it'll open it. Does it open, does it time it? Like, if it's not done yet, will it open it before it's done? No. See, that's what Chrome will do. I can click on something before it's done downloading, huh. and it'll open it when it gets done. Although, so if I'm like, although, I'm sort of of the opinion that an incomplete download isn't entirely useful. We'll, we'll see. See, Chrome waits until it's done, though. So, like, say if I'm downloading a program to install, and it's 100 oh. megs. Oh, when and it's, it's going it's to take it'll me, open. Yeah, so if it's going to take me like I'm not sure if I like that though. It's it's kind of nice if, if if you're want you know you want to open it and as soon as it gets done, but you don't want to sit there and watch it download. So it's kind of like I click on it and then I just go do whatever I want to do on the internet and then when I'm done it pops up. So, let's see. I have 1536 unified shaders. So, Unified shaders at. It's a shader clock. Is it on the graphics card tab? Is that yeah, the... it's it's almost in the middle. middle. Ah. Rops TMU shaders pixel fill rate. Okay, here's shaders. Okay, yeah, there we go. Yeah, I have ninety six shaders. Number of shader processors. More doesn't necessarily mean better. That's right. Release date, October 11, 2010. So I'm four years old, more or less. By rough estimate. I said more or less. <laughs> you you rounded to the nearest four years. Basically. <laughs> so I must have got it when it was pretty new, though, because I, I was still, I'm pretty sure I was still in college when I got it. Let's see, release date, March 22nd, 2012. And I think I got this in July. So it was like still like top of the line or almost so. And let's see, then that was that would be also would be the time I got my uh, solid state drive. So and uh, thankfully uh, Steam. Uh, released with a feature where you can install your uh, programs onto another drive uh, of, like some other uh, random directory mm -hmm. so like for the small and old stuff i installed to my hard drive instead yeah no point in writing and reading to your solid state drive if there's no need yeah Oh, no, that's interesting. It's the mem memory use statistics. I can actually see if what it is in my game that makes sense to be using. 
the question is with my dual monitors, will the uh, the counter keep updating itself when I go into full screen mode? I've noticed that like some programs are like not refresh themselves if I go into mm. full screen mode with a game and leave the program in the other window it it the for whatever reason the computer is being smart about it and knows I shouldn't be looking at the program at that time. Yeah. Um you know just you know idling on desktop like this uh looks like I'm using 286 megs out of 2 gigs. That's about the same amount I was using. Let's just see if I and I go into the game what it does. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's only when I run a really high-end game does it ever get close to going over. Of course, usually when I'm playing a game, I only have the one monitor active. So. Yeah. So I, I think it's my res higher resolution is what's messing it up. But well, I can't and and do you run uh, with anti-aliasing? Um, I'm not sure on that one because it's... that can uh, sort of eat up. So I'm not even sure what the anti-aliasing is. Is that that would be under graphics options? Somewhere? Uh, it, it is off. So okay. what 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 is anti-aliasing? So like, have you ever noticed like a sort of like black on white or some other high contrast colors that? you know, are sort of at a slant and you can see a stair step thing between them? Um, I feel like in an older game maybe I saw something like that once. Yeah, that's aliasing. Okay. And what, uh, like the common anti-aliasing techniques do is that it renders the edges at a higher resolution, so it smooths those out. Ah, okay. So, you know, that takes up, you know, some multiple of your graphics memory to support that. So, uh, some of the newer trash. That? That was, that's the trash truck. Oh, okay. Because I live at the, at sort of like a hairpin turn in my apartment. Okay. And it's been, I think it's been every day this week, and it's the first time that it's happened consistently in like three years that the uh, truck comes around i think it's like almost at the end of its route it's it comes down turns around but sometimes they it might actually be a new guy and there's cars parked on the other end so it has to back up a little bit because the turn is so sharp ah uh, okay <laughs> before it, you know has to continue moving around so, but, uh, anyways, anti-aliasing and dump trucks. Um, so you sort of need a dump truck full of memory to support the, uh, that kind of anti-aliasing. Um, there's a, there's another more recent kind that, uh, does like a fancy edge detect algorithm on the image and then sort of blurs where it realizes there's an edge. So instead of rendering more, it just kind of smooths it over for you. And... Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Let's see. And uh, that one guy, Jeff Atwood, did a really nice comparison of that. It's looking like I pretty much just maxed my GPU out. It's the load went up to 98, 99% and it's just pegged there. 
the the funny thing is it says I get like 105 frames a second, so it says that my frames a second is good in the game, but it's just not smooth. So if you get out of there, um, I posted another link in the doc. Okay. Is that World of Tanks? Yes, it is. Okay. Take, you've played it somewhere? No, I recall you uh, saying stuff about it. Ah. Okay. Ah, oh, there's your anti-aliasing article. Yeah. So it essentially, you know, it sort of zooms in quite a bit up at the top. See how you can see the pixels there? Oh, okay, yeah, on the squiggly line. Yeah. Hmm. It does look like it makes a good difference. I see, I have seen that. The the leaves on the tree, I have seen games doing that before. So then, you know, he uh, basically describes the uh, the fast approximate uh one which does the uh, the fancy edge detect. You know, if have you ever messed around in like GIMP and saw that edge detect algorithm? I have seen the edge detect in GIMP before, yeah. So it sort of does a fancy version of that. Mm. Yeah, that. And then only it tries to only blur the edges. Okay. So that would explain why it takes processing power to do. So. Actually, that's that's the cheap version. The other one is render all the uh, all the edges of everything. Instead of you know, instead of blurring the edges, it renders the edges uh, at a higher resolution. So, so, and I'm sort of like the uh, the graphics nerd. <laughs> so. The, uh, the at least the graphics nerd of the people I know. So in fact, uh, you know, like uh, 3D was essentially was what baited me into programming at first. Really? Yeah. The 3D aspect of it. See, I'm not that good with the graphics. Like I've I've played with the the Windows. Oh, I forget what the library is called. Well, uh, you can do it from WPF. You can make like 3D shapes in WPF and animate them. So I've played with that, and once upon a time I tried playing with uh, the, I think the DirectX 10 library, I think I played with that hmm. in C++ once. I found a tutorial to do it, and like I made like a triangle that had multicolors on it, and that was about the extent of it. Yeah, there, there's a whole load of math that uh, goes into it. And, you know, a lot of it you can do with just a cursory knowledge of things. Like, the matrices are what really gets to you. Like, how, like, two matrices get multiplied together. Like, one one matrix determines, like, your field of view and, like, how wide your field of view is and, like, what the aspect ratio is. Another one determines where you're looking... Uh, where you're looking from and what direction up is. So that can get pretty complex when you get dealing with the the multiple directions and yeah, thinking and what's then, what. 
and then you know you have a stack that determines okay this is the origin and then okay i want to move the origin over here to draw a building and then i want to move it over here to draw a tree or something so it and then uh yeah unfortunately the uh open gl uh, libraries for python was really crap back in the day so uh yeah i i really wanted to you know start learning how to do shaders and stuff mm-hmm. but that just didn't happen for a long time so it wasn't really hmm you see in college you know we had like the uh supreme or i think it was like the pro version of visual studio so that sort of you know it's like okay well i can sort of learn c plus plus while i'm doing my graphic stuff so like i fiddled it around and sort of like made a hello world <laughs> like a triangle yeah with shaders uh, colors and a texture on it and you know I sort of tried to do like hdr on that but uh and then, you know, with uh, WebGL, it's sort of gotten a little bit easier, but I haven't got the energy to actually do anything with it. The WPF, like, if you don't care to be dealing with the, the how it actually works underneath, actually made it kind of nice. Because I, I think I could, if I, if I needed to do something in 3D, I probably could figure out how to do it in WPF just because they make it that easy and you don't really have to know anything to use it. That, that's I, I care less about the the matrixes and stuff. But what was, I found interesting when I did the C plus plus was like where you get in the stuff of like your graphics card, the buffer, how you swap the buffer to make it refresh and stuff like that. See, I, I like that stuff like that. I like dealing with the hardware and and I don't know, I find that interesting. So, and uh, see, I think it was back with the the DirectX ten generation was you know when. You know, vendors decided, okay, we're just going to have unified shaders. Because before that, there was separate separate areas that did the vertex processing and the separate area that did all the pixel processing. It's by going unified that let them share? Yeah. Amongst it, okay. So they'd have an equal feature set. And, like, now that I think about it, I'm pretty sure that DirectX 10, like, the specification dictated that. Mm. So it made sense for the hardware to follow that as well. So, and, like, if you think about it in terms of, like, a generic buffer, you know, like, pretty much everything in graphics is a buffer. The screen's a buffer. Yeah. The texture's a buffer. The list of vertices is a buffer. You know, like, there's, like, essentially just a whole grid of vectors, like, four element vectors like for every pixel on your screen or oh yeah because you draw what the triangles or whatever it is yeah and then or yeah and then you know like a the uh the vertex on a model you know is generally either a three or maybe even a four uh vector so so and like, it really surprises me that ATI liked to distinguish between all of them, whereas NVIDIA still did, but they really didn't care much about. Mm. So, because, uh, uh, like, have, did you ever work with textures? Not really. So, 
like uh, in the DirectX 9 era that, uh, you know, in pixel, in the pixel shader, you could access textures. That's pretty much what a pixel shader did was access textures and, you know, twiddle around with a few values, then send it off to the buffer. Um, whereas if you used NVIDIA hardware, you could twiddle around with the textures in the vertex shader as well. Okay. So, like, how do you write code that's specific to one graphics card or the other, like, on that well, level? Well, that, that, was, that was more of an unfortunate uh, feature disparity, I guess. So, like, nowadays, uh, nowadays, like, they're more or less on an equal footing. Okay. So, like, I'm, you know... As far as like the actual graphics rendering itself, there's not much difference between an AMD and an NVIDIA chip these days. So, I mean, they support, you know, different things. Like if you want to get into like general processing, NVIDIA has the CUDA stuff, uh, whereas uh, AMD only supports OpenCL. So that's, uh, you know... That's if you want to use, like, the graphics card to do other things than graphics. So, uh... Oh, like, through mining rigs and stuff? Yeah, like Bitcoin. Yeah. Um, or folding at home. What at home? Folding at home. Folding at home, what's that? Uh, it, uh, simulates the protein folding, uh, to, like, uh, solve uh, diseases and stuff. Like, the analysis of their DNA and things like that? Uh, sort of stuff like that, yeah. Okay. So, you know, more and more these days, you know, GPUs are, like, massively parallel floating-point vector pro processors. If you can imagine what all those words mean. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... So, yeah, it's, you know... You know, features directly, you know, putting something on a screen are pretty much equal these days, so. Hmm. Alright, well, I guess I will get to editing this since it's about 10 o'clock. Okay. So, alright, so I guess I will see you tomorrow. Yep, we we'll see you. Alright, bye. Bye.